0: It's June 12th, 2019, and welcome to another edition of Bite Marks Cafe, where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and entrepreneurship. I'm Bert Lum. First up, we've got David Ulrich, and he's here to tell us about the Contemporary Photography Exhibit and the call for entries. And then later on, we'll have uh, Frank Clark from Waikiki Yokocho tell us about the web series, and which starts up... Uh, Which actually has uh, there's three of them, and it started with something called Ramen Yokocho. So we'll definitely get into that. First off, I want to let you know about the uh, Internet Society. The Hawaii chapter is having its inaugural meetup this Thurs well Thursday next week Thursday June 20th. It's going to be over at Sultan Ventures uh, at 5 p.m. The Internet Society is dedicated to keeping the internet open and accessible to all. And uh, will be holding their Indigenous Connectivity Summit here in November. So this is kind of a kind of an introduction to some of the folks uh, involved with the Internet Society. Uh, one of the guys from the North American Bureau, his name is Mark Buell, and he will be uh, in Hawaii next week, so we will introduce him. And, of course, uh, you can find out more information, and I will put up the link on the show notes for later on tonight. Now, I'm happy to have David Ulrich here. And he's going to tell us about the annual Contemporary Photography Exhibit. And uh, I want to welcome, you to welcome you to
1: Bite Marks Cafe. Bert, thank you for having me very much. Um, and, you
0: know, David, so this is, not, this is something that's been going on for many years, right?
1: We have been doing an annual exhibition, a survey of contemporary photography in Hawaii, every year now for 11 years. Mm-hmm. We do this through Pacific New Media Foundation. And it's open to all photographers in the state. And that means amateurs, professionals, people that are just interested in photography. What we're trying to do, and we're trying to do this every year, is to do a survey of what's taking place in photography in Hawaii every year. Mm -hmm. And we also have a hidden motive. We're trying to let Hawaii represent itself in photographs by local photographers rather than the tourist tropes that dominate so much of the, the visual culture here.
0: You know it, your your um annual exhibit oftentimes reminds me of the time when there was this uh book called uh, A Day in a Life.
1: A Day in the Life, exactly. Right, yes, and they, yes, they yes.
0: solicited local photographers to capture a day in the life of, let's say,
1: Hawaii. Well, there were two days in the life. One was long ago in 1983. Then there was another one in 2003. Mm-hmm. And I was the statewide coordinator for that. Mm-hmm. So we brought in a lot of the local photographers and, you know, we attempted to represent ourselves, basically. Mm-hmm. And in this show... We have um, a broad range of people. I I would like to say it's broadly statewide. It is more Oahu-centric. We would very much like to invite neighbor island artists to submit work. Uh, The work is juried by a local professional. It's Matt Malams, who's the photo editor of Hanaho Magazine. He has a democratic knowledge of photography. We try to find jurors who are open, who are not... -hmm. Working from one agenda, you know, who are are willing to look at the work that's submitted and try to help us understand the best of photography that's taking place in these islands.
0: So, typically, what type of uh, photographer is submitting their work? I mean, you have amateurs to uh, you know full on professionals.
1: We have a lot of people that are passionately interested in photography, though they might do something else for a living. We have professionals we have people that are using only cell phones, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. The show is juried uh, digitally, which means people submit digital files. But then, of course, if somebody gets in the show, they have to make a print and frame it. And we do have a an affiliation with a local framer who will give you a good deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I encourage all photographers in the state to consider entering the show. And when I say photography, it can be anything that uses a photographic process. Digital, darkroom work, um, alternative processes. The uh, the show will take place at Mark's Garage from August 1st to the 31st. Uh, the artist reception, which is quite a party, will take place on August 2nd from 6 to 8. And it's become a photographic tradition for us at Pacific New Media. And we my goal, really, is to make this the artists of Hawaii for photographers <laughs> mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. are you Are you getting close to that I mean or is it already there i mean what, well, what is, we what, get
1: what? we get about four hundred and fifty or five hundred entries from give or take one hundred and ten artists Artists of Hawaii was much bigger they would get like eight hundred entries, but I think we 're doing pretty well considering. We're media-specific.
0: Are you And you're still teaching, right, for Pacific New and Media? And Pacific
1: New Media is still running a broad range of classes and workshops in photography and digital media. We have become our own standalone nonprofit, and we're teaching classes on the Chaminade campus.
0: Oh, okay. And do you see some of the uh, promising new upstart photographers coming through those uh, classes?
1: Absolutely. In fact, I tell my students that I will be fulfilled as a teacher. When the Museum of Modern Art collects one of their works. (laughs) Oh, good. And and perhaps they'll be exhibiting. And perhaps they'll be exhibiting with us first. Now, you have a deadline coming up, right? Yes. The deadline for submissions for the exhibition is June 21st. That's a Friday. And you have to go on our website, pnmlab.com. That's pnmlab.com. For all the submission and entry information, you can enter up to five pieces.
0: Very good, and uh, I will put that up on our show notes. You know, you gotta. You, I mean, I'm I'm thankful that you and Susan got in touch with me because uh, I've I always thought that it was still part of UH, but now you're independent nonprofit. That's very good.
1: Yes, we've become our own independent nonprofit. We're we're a standalone 501c3. We are affiliated with Chaminade, basically by renting space on their campus.
0: Okay, good. Keep me on your uh, distribution, and I will ha- I'll be happy to have you come back. And, of course, uh, thanks, David. Thank you so much, us. Bert. And, of course, we'll take a short break, and when we return, we'll be joined by Frank Clark. He's going to tell us about uh, Waikiki Yokocho. Don't go away. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors Shamanad University and Hastings and Pleadwell, a communication company. I listen on
2: my phone i listen in the car i used to tape it and um, put it on my computer i'm the kind of guy who gets up at five o'clock in the morning to hear weekend all things considered on saturday morning with scott simon is because i don't like to have any interruptions when i listen to it and i think the public radio really keeps us um, up to speed with what's going on in the world
0: member supported hawaii public radio radio with vision listen and see Welcome back to Bite Marks Cafe. Now joining us is Frank Clark. He's the CEO of Waikiki Yokocho Gourmet. And of course, uh, he's also a real estate matchmaker specializing in the Japan market. Welcome to Bite Marks Cafe. Thanks, Bert. Now, I'm going to start off with some some basic questions. And Frank, I know... um, you can easily answer this. This is the first time I've heard of yokochō. So, tell me, what is a yokochō?
2: So, basically, yokochō means alleyway, mm-hmm. and and basically, if you go to Japan, there's a lot of small alleyways, and they created these restaurants. So that's how we came across with yokochō.
0: Now, the the you know, I've been to Japan. I've been through some of the, those alleyways. Uh, it's really unique to that neighborhood, correct? And, and uh, you know, it could be very very grassrootsy. It could be. Uh, maybe you could find some gems in there. What did, you want a ca- what did you want to capture as a result of bringing the Yokocho concept to Hawaii?
2: Well, basically, yokochos throughout Japan. I mean, there's ramen yokochos, There's uh, um, sweets Yokocho. Mm-hmm. There's oden Yokochos. There's Yokocho of all kinds. So what we want to do is we want to try to create, take the best of the best out of there mm-hmm. and bring them to Waikiki Yokocho. So we tried to do a, uh, basically bring as much as authenticity, to Waikiki, and um, all these restaurants are first-timers in Hawaii. So we want to bring that authentic feel because there's a lot of restaurants um, that are not in Hawaii that we brought. Like Kushikatsu was the first time in Hawaii. A real tempura place was in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So we want to bring real authenticity and new products to Hawaii.
0: Now, you are uh, a, a Japan expert and very familiar with the, you know, sort of the, the yokocho and the food in Japan. Who are you appealing to by creating uh, Waikiki Yokocho?
2: Um, Waikiki Yokocho, the whole concept was trying to appeal to the local market, one. Uh, We want to get the local market to really, um, you know, some local um, market can't go to Japan. Mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm. you know, this is an opportunity for them to at least try some authentic food in in Waikiki. Um, We also want to expand it to the mainland market. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there's this misconception of what really Japanese food is maybe in in the U.S., so we want to create that. But also um, for why we create Waikiki Yoga shows, it's very expensive in Waikiki, as everyone knows, um, parking. So we want to create a really affordable dining environment, mm-hmm. and we want to create something where if a family went there, uh, you know, not everyone has $400 to eat sushi or, you know, to eat Michelin restaurants. Yeah, yeah. You know, so we want to create an environment where, you know, you can go there with a the family, eat under $100, for a family of four, mm-hmm. and that's what we created.
0: Wow. So uh, do you have Japanese tourists going to the Waikiki Yokocho?
2: Yeah, we have about 60%. Uh, Japanese tourists, I think they they understand what yokocho concept is. Mm-hmm. So it's for them, they they understand it quite easily.
0: Do you do you get any kind of feedback from them? Like, wow, this is interesting. Uh, you know, or do they recollect or or, or relate it to a uh, yokocho in Japan? Oh,
2: they're excited. Um, when we did Waiki yokocho, I, I assumed um, usually the Japanese tourists three four days into it, they they need to have some rice or they need to have some Japanese food. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think yokocho filled that need. And uh, we're seeing it right now as well.
0: So give me some examples of, of the restaurants that you have okay. b- being represented in the Waikiki. Yoko so China.
2: what we did is, uh, uncommon like um, some other food halls, is basically we broke it down in three zones. Uh, the first zone is what we call Norin Street, which is basically the Norin that's over the uh, in front of the storefront. Mm-hmm. And, and it identifies what restaurant it is. And in, inside the Norin Street, what we have right there is we have um, tempura. And just to let you know, the tempura restaurant has two-hour lines in Japan. Uh, we have Yakiniku restaurant. Mm-hmm. We have Kushikatsu, which is n- first time in Hawaii. It's basically they fry everything like tonkatsu style, but they would fry spam. They fry frying Oreo cookies. They would do all kinds of uh, fried foods. Uh, we also have... Um, Teppanyaki, which is Japanese pancakes.
0: Did you say fried Oreo cookies? Yes, I did. Oh, Okay, I'm yeah. still wrapping my brain. Yeah,
2: and it's actually pretty good. And then uh, we have a Japanese teppanyaki. And uh-huh. we, have, uh, we have Japanese sushi. Uh, we have also have Japanese uh, organic drinks. Um, and then we have um, a bar that's a whiskey bar that serves the best. We have the best selection of whiskeys. And then in the middle area, we called Engawa Terrace, which is an open uh, atrium. And we have basically called Nana's Green Tea. I call them the Starbucks of green tea because they are the leaders. They have over 80 stores across the um, international. Mm -hmm. And we have a musubi area. And uh, they serve the finest organic um, rice musubis. And in the last section, uh, we create a ramen yokocho. And that area is specific for so We have four stores. We go from shoyu ramen to butter ramen to tonkotsu ramen. So uh, we have it. We basically had. That's how we broke up the zones.
0: How did you go about selecting all of these companies? I mean, was there something about them that you were looking for?
2: Yes. The number one key thing is we wanted to make sure each one was not competing against each other. Now, for the lawmen, we decided that's fine because there's so many varieties of brass and so forth. Mm -hmm. So we decided that's fine. They could compete against themselves. But in terms of uh, that was one of the goals. The second thing is... Uh, try to bring is some new restaurants, which I think we accomplished uh kushikatsu the Tempura, the nana 's green tea uh the japanese um pancake um. so we want to bring something unique there so that was a whole person we what we did is we we all got together we had a list, and we decided these are the guys we wanted to go after mm-hmm. and we one by one and 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 and, and we collected a fine selection.
0: How, was, there, was there much uh, convincing that you needed to do to get them to actually open up shop in Hawaii? Absolutely.
2: Uh, there's a lot of, you know, challenges, you know, opening up for a first-timer, especially first-timers. Um, so they were very skeptical of, you know, what's involved in terms of, you know, permitting and construction and, and costs. So there's, that was the huge step we had to overcome. Mm-hmm. Two is um, they did love the location. I mean, it's right in the middle of Waikiki, so that convinced them pretty quickly. Um, one thing I think they were caught off guard, and, and like anyone, is the construction in Hawaii is a little mm-hmm. higher than normal. So for them, it it, could, it was hard to get them wrapped around them. Mm-hmm. It was hard to also get them wrapped around under a liquor license. Uh, what's that entail? And 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 any market right now is the labor. Um, but the great thing about it is you know most of them have uh, all all people from have visas. So they're authentic. They're from Japan, making their food.
0: So the yokocho concept—I uh, mean, it, it's really kind of I- intriguing. This this sort of alleyway. How do you? How would you characterize the differentiation between a yokocho and and perhaps a, a food court?
2: Yeah, the difference between ours is in a in a in a food court is basically food. Food courts—you basically order and you just pick it up and you go to your common area seating area and mm-hmm. eat. Mm-hmm. Um, you order alcohol from a separate vendor. Ours is all dine-in restaurants experience. So basically you can sit in a restaurant and basically get served a hot meal, and you can also earn, uh, drink liquor in the same environment. Mm-hmm. You can also have the option of basically taking out and doing it in common area. So that that's what we have.
0: So how have you been able to kind of draw the, the local audience or local uh, consumer into the Waikiki Yokocho?
2: Well, a lot of those local publications and as well as, um, you know, um, uh, t- television commercials, but mm-hmm. another angle that we did is we created this uh, miniseries, um, and we created this Laman mm-hmm. and Yoko show, and we're so blessed that we you know we won an Emmy.
0: Oh, congratulations! I mean that you know that's the thing that really kind of attracted me to the whole kind of interest in having you come on the show because. You know, it's not simple to go from, I mean, you know, doing restaurants and creating a Yokocho and creating a, a real experience from a dining standpoint to actually creating an, you know, Emmy Award winning production.
2: Exactly. So what we want to do in, and want to do it a, a different twist and Lanai, uh, who, you know, had a great concept and we want to do the Anthony Bourdain style mm-hmm. is basically tell the history of ramen, but basically not to commercialize. But subliminally promote Waikiki Yogurt Show in the show mm-hmm. um, and feature all the restaurants and their different broths and so forth. And, and, and we, we brought some great um, uh, Capano. We brought um, you know, some famous celebrities locally, and we ate a, a different touch.
0: So, so uh, ramen yokocho was primarily about the restaurants that were in Waikiki yokocho. Is That's that right? correct.
2: The great thing about Waikiki yokocho, those four restaurants, they serve all different broths. We had a, uh, your traditional Sapporo, uh, I mean, shoyi ramen, and mm-hmm. we had one that was um, garlicky, and we had one that was basically um, um, from Singapore, they had this um, volcano. Lamin, we call it mm-hmm. and the last one was sujito, which is number one out of the l a uh, but basically they provide it where you eat it skimmin style, so each one had a different mm-hmm. variety, so we could we could definitely do a show on four different topics
0: you know i wanna i wanna uh get into some of the production qualities of the series because i I thought that was Pretty fascinating. I mean, and you have three of them out there. And, of course, you know, Ramen Yokocho was the one that got the uh, Emmy. Emmy. And, and uh, I want to I have you tell us a little bit about what went into the actual production. But we want to hold that thought. We'll be right back after this short break to continue our conversation with Frank Clark. And we're talking about the Waikiki Yokocho. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors Bush Consulting, Island Insurance, and Sacred Hearts Academy. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum, and if you're just joining us, we're talking to Frank Clark, and we're talking about uh, bringing the concept of the yokocho to hawaii of course right before the break we were talking about the you know the actual waikiki yokocho experience but that has uh, been captured let me say in in a video series and it started off with an uh, emmy award winning example called ramen yokocho and i thought that you know that was the one that really kind of captured my interest cuz I, I love ramen but uh, I, I want to get into a little bit about the production of that particular video because there was a lot of it, it's a very high quality production
2: yeah thank you and and we create a great team um, and you know we have a young team um, and they're just very creative in how they do the editing and so forth and then also you know with Lanai's connection bringing some great celebrities that added some more in depth mm-hmm. um, and he's very knowledgeable on food mm-hmm. as well so um, with all those all those, uh, you know, ingredients basically. We put them, we put them all together, and that's how it happened. Um, what we did, though, in addition to just, um, uh, Waikiki Yokocho, I mean, Lamin Yokocho, we decided to do a Tokyo Yokocho mm-hmm. and an Osaka Yokocho. And 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 what we did is we, instead of you know doing it a, a show locally, we decided let's go over to Tokyo and feature all these other Yokochos mm-hmm. um, and kind of blended in Waikiki Yokocho and as well as Osaka. So. You know, we've kind of evolved, and uh, we want to take this. We we believe the production. We want to increase the level of production, and uh, I think it shows in the shows. and And we got nominated for two Emmys for those two. We did win. Well, how, how
0: did okay? So the first one, Ramen yokocho I mean, you you got nominated. I mean, was it uh, how, did, how does how does a a video get nominated? Who's is it? Your peers? I mean, who who Basically, nominate
2: you. Yeah. So basically, um, you know, we did we did the show that was featured on OC16, mm-hmm. and so it was actually a television show. Um, we're also featured on Hawaiian all, all the Hawaiian airlines. Um, but basically, how the process works is basically we, we applied to the uh, Emmy commi- committee, and uh, we submitted for production of our, of our work, mm-hmm. and we, we were nom you know we were nominated one, um, and then in the winning. But it's basically among your peers, um, and they would review it and and um, and decide whether we win or
0: not but now when when um you know the you said that the production and and lanai was really good at uh, getting the talent and and i noticed that you had some some uh, writers like uh like yonji nanese and how did you pull that all together and actually create what i consider a pretty high high production uh, quality in the video i mean there were really great shots. There were great uh, scripts and people. I mean, it was and it was synced up really nicely. I mean, and the editing was was great. I mean, how did you pull that all together? I mean, well, as a as a uh, kind of a real estate guy.
2: Yeah, you know, actually, my background uh, as well as I I do have a production background. You know, I basically specialize in Japanese television shows oh, prior oh. to get into real estate market. So I did have a little production okay, background. Okay. I understand, you know, the mo- the money elements as well as the financial elements as well. Um so I understand I can re- I can relate a little quicker than a lot of people because I understand the logistics. Um it, but good shows come to basically good writing, which is Olena, Unj did some phenomenal writing with mm-hmm. Lanai. Um and then also the editing, um you know, Andrew and uh Maurice did, did a phenomenal job there. So basically it was a team effort. I mean, it's not just one person. Mm-hmm. Um and that's how the it, it all happened. Um you know, we provided the resources in terms of um, getting what they need. Uh, if they want a special celebrity, we would bring them in. Um, we did whatever it took to elevate the the um, the quality of the show.
0: Now, you, uh, I think, made the great choice of taking it to Japan and actually connecting the Waikiki Yokocho to examples of what's happening in Osaka and, and uh, Tokyo. Uh, how did you go about sort of selecting those locations and, and bringing the right kind of talent to the production, you know, in, in the location? Yeah, so that's a
2: good question. So what we did is basically we, we broke it in four segments is we wanted to make sure we featured a, a Waikiki Yokocho, uh, one of their, uh, the owners. Mm-hmm. And basically we were able to kind uh, of kind of connect it with Waikiki Yokocho, but in a subliminal way, not in a commercial way. Right, right. And basically what we did is we'd say, what's your favorite Yokocho? And we'd ask him their questions, and they would say, "I love you know Yokocha abisu," and we would go to Ebisu in the film, mm-hmm. and w- they would have him sit down, and we 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 talk about the you know you know there's a there's a uh, horse they sell horse uh, sushi, <laughs> I saw that duck yeah. sushi. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, you know, there's unique, and there's underground yeah. uh, underneath the the, rain, the
0: train station. There's mm-hmm. a gentleman that has fire on his hands and couldn't and. and so that fire guy. So I saw that fire one in in your uh, uh, Osaka yokocho, and I also saw it on Netflix. Yes. What's the connection there?
2: You know, I'm I don't know what came first. Um, I and know. So,
0: wait, wait, so describe what this guy does. This, this fire.
2: S- yeah. So it's amazing. This guy's in, in Osaka. He's an older gentleman, mm-hmm. and basically the story is basically he had his parking stall, which is maybe about this, <laughs> about less than hundred square feet or fifty square feet, and basically he started cooking. What he did though is basically he would, he he would basically put his hand into the you know meat and throw it, but he would do it during this, when it's on fire practically, mm-hmm. and you know he's just laughing, and he's drinking while he's doing it at the same time, and it, so it becomes a real good entertainment. And he's and he's a great character too, because he really doesn't care, you know, and, he, and he just but people are just fascinated. It's almost like a Jiro in this you know the, right the sushi side, but right. he did it on more just an you know, uh, uh, open area and with his hands, and mm-hmm. so. When we found him on YouTube, we did find him on YouTube. We said, We got to shoot, we have to put him in the show. And uh, so we we were fortunate to have him on the show because he's very, very popular. I don't know what came first, to be honest. And, you know, Netflix maybe took, but, you know, I think we came first, (laughs) honestly. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, it definitely, once you see it, you will never forget how he operates. And I was like, really amazed at the fact that he's got his hands in the flames yep. and moving the meat around.
2: Exactly. And, and in, in Osaka Gocho, what we did is we also brought it to another level. Is, you know We brought a very famous actress, mm-hmm. uh, Ijima Naoku, on the show. Um, and so we, you know, we, we want to bring some more, get the show to another quality level um, because we could feel the you know, and we're getting recognized for it. The movement on terms of yokochos in the show, mm-hmm. and uh, we plan and we're doing more. So,
0: well, so uh, as a series, I mean, you've got the you've got the ramen yokocho, you've got Tokyo yokocho, and and uh, Osaka. What's next?
2: Actually, we're starting filming in a couple weeks. Uh, we're doing another yokocho series, um, and then we're going to go to Japan uh, maybe in the fall. And we want to shoot Hokkaido, we want to shoot Fukuoka, we want to f- feature all the Yokocho's throughout, because there's Yokocho's throughout.
0: So this concept, I mean, it's a great idea, and I, I love the fact that, you know, you have ideas about how to take this beyond what you currently have. Is there, how's, how are you financing this? I mean, this is, not, this is not an inexpensive endeavor.
2: No, it's not inexpensive. What we do is basically, you know, Waikiki Yokocho is the main sponsor mm-hmm. of it, um, but the the amount of publicity that we're getting out of it and the amount of exposure we're getting out of it uh for the return that we're getting in, on in terms of investment in my eyes it's you know it's very very it's not as expensive as you know a lot of, and and we could see the end results you know we could actually see you know we're reaching a market you know we're reaching um uh, you know if it's on Hawaiian Airlines we're reaching the mainland market and a lot of visitors that are coming here mm-hmm. um and in terms of uh, locally it's on OC16 so we're hitting the local market uh the Japan market kind of already knows about it, but um yeah so we're we're pretty comfortable the ad's definitely reaching masses that we didn't think we'd accomplish
0: and then you've got a you've got a youtube channel right i mean and I, I uh it was recently put up on youtube and 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 I think once people get a wind of the fact that it's available for watching, you can watch the the entire twenty five minutes of the you know each episode
2: yep. Yeah, basically, um, you're right. If you go to our website, you can watch all three shows. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Instead of uh, watching a full-length movie, just watch three of our shows. And, uh, so when
0: you start uh, filming in, in a couple of weeks, how long does it take to actually produce, have an end product?
2: Um, you know, It depends on the content, but basically the shoot is, you, you, we, it takes about two days to shoot it. And we have some B-roll. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we do the editing. And um, so, I mean, it, it really depends on everyone's time. But, you know, it
0: could be wrapped up within, a, you know, five to, you know, to to a week. Do you have a name for the next one that's going to get released? Are you, are you, are you able to share that with us? You know, we're,
2: we're trying to do more. It's, it's probably going to be called Hawaii Yokocho. Mm-hmm. And it's not Waiki Yokocho. It's Hawaii Yokocho. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to talk about the, uh, the origins of how it really started. I mean, because it was a, um, you know, it's an apparel shop.
0: So where can I go to find out more about this?
2: Uh, you can go to our website and uh, check out our um, learn about Yokocho, first of all, and then also you can check out all the series and so forth.
0: Sounds good. I'll put that up on our show notes for later on tonight. Frank Clark is the CEO of Waikiki Yokocho. It's a gourmet food alley, and you have to go check it out. Thank you, Frank, for joining us. Thank you very much. And, of course, thank you for listening to Bite Marks Cafe. Join us next week when we'll talk about what to expect and how to prepare for the 2019 hurricane season if you miss any part of this edition, you can find the podcast of tonight's show on bitemarkscafe.org. And if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to email me at bitemarks at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter. I'm at bitemarks. Our engineer is David Chong. You can catch us on HBR1 every Wednesday or anytime via the HBR app, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. You stay awesome. And we'll see you next week on another edition of Bite Marks Cafe.